You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KCCZLP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right. 912 here on uh, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to 10. We have a special guest today. That's right. We have Mark Cook coming too, so we're going to go a little bit past 10. But right now, we're broadcasting live on Facebook Live, uh, facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Or you can visit us online at IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy. And they hear us on Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. We are live in the LSCRstudios.com. And uh, here we go. Let's have a good Friday. It is the 2nd of August right now. I hope you guys had a good first Thursday night concert series. Uh, it was free last night at Heritage Place. And I believe next month is the last uh, free show here in Conroe. So check it out. Uh, mark your calendars for the first Thursday at Heritage Place. I believe they're closing out with the Journey Band, which I really want to see. Escape. Escape, that's what they're called. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's the, going yeah, on with The Journey there. Tribute Band. Yeah. Let's make sure to get that right. That's right. We already had, like, multiple conversations about how stupid that is. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, so if you uh, sit back and relax, join us on Facebook and chat with us on Facebook Live, and we will sometimes read those messages if I look over. And uh, I saw, I finally saw Alita Battle Angel. So that was the Robert Rodriguez movie produced by James Cameron. It's a uh, anime based off the anime, but it's kind of it's quote live action, but with a lot of CGI. Oh, a lot of it. like everyone with CGI. I, I think even Christoph, whatever the main, he was the only human I think in the movie, and uh, he okay. he he looked like a CGI character. But uh, I finally got to see it. It was available to rent now. I didn't want to pay twenty dollars just to watch the movie. So I will I will say that I enjoyed it until the very last twenty minutes. In the last twenty minutes, I didn't understand what was going on. Okay. So, do you need to have gotten into the original anime? No, I to think get it, it. I think what it would what bothered me about it is they they built this whole movie the standard you know sci fi the man in the sky he's evil let's go get him let's pull down the man that was the premise of the movie and then it, what it ended up is. She wanted to play rollerball or something like that, and she has to get first place to go see the man. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're a robot. You could go up there and just go kill him. <laughs> and and I got, and especially when the world was built around this rollerball roller world, first place gets to go see him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you said you're going to kill him, so they're not going to let you go up there, even if you get first place. <laughs> this isn't like the you know this isn't okay, like the gold, this you. isn't the golden ticket thing. And it made no sense to me. I was a little confused. And I want to see your face. Yeah. Get my face in there. But yeah, yeah I, if anyone's seen the movie, explain it to me. Maybe I missed like a good chunk of it at one point. Because she, she does this rollerball before to get money to help her boyfriend. And so they I, they established the whole world of rollerball. And like, oh yeah, the first person gets to go up to Zalem. And that's like, no one ever gets to go up there. So that's the only way to go up there. And then and what's weird is they believe this guy who lied to them the whole time about going up to Salem. And so they still believe if you get first place, you get to go up to I mean, I didn't really get it. Let me ask you this. But, they, but it looked really good. I was about so to say, that. but the looks can only get you so far. God knows I've learned that as I've gotten older. But I'm going back to Transformers the movie. Oh, the movie's awesome. 
It is, and it was universally loved because it was the cartoon. It was like a you know special two hour episode of it with with special voices, well, and but they worked it into the actual mm-hmm. series as well. You know what happened in the movie, the next season of Transformers. You know the whole Optimus Prime death kind of thing. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, so that being said, I would have thought with Battle. Battle Angel Alita, that's yeah. what it is, right? And unfortunately, I don't know anything about That's a rollerball name or whatever. The gotcha. Angel. But I would have thought that they would have gone back to Shyamalan's disappointing The Last Airbender, Avatar The Last Airbender, because that bombed at the box office, and I believe it was because people watched the cartoon, you know, they enjoy it, and then the movie was a standalone, separate, live-action yeah. And it had no bearing on the canon. You know, it was like a different universe altogether. And I would have thought that Battle Angel well, Alita would be the same thing, the people watching the original or reading the original. I'm guessing in the original, this rollerball is a, plays a big part in the society on the ground. Okay. It's kind of like, oh, everyone watches the gladiators to keep the simple people satisfied kind of thing. Did you ever see Rollerball, the original with James Caan? Oh, yeah. Jonathan. And then Jonathan. they remade it with uh, I couldn't watch it. Chris Klein could, could, and, couldn't and even begin, Cool J. Couldn't even begin to remain. watch it. Oh, it was great. I couldn't even look at the DVD cover of that. But no, I I, I think that was, that's probably what I missed on the movie was that was a bigger part of the, of the society down there. And But like really, you have this whole uh, first and second act about you know getting the man. You know, fighting these people who were trying to kill her because the guy, the man wanted her dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, after all of that, you survived. The next decision you have is to play this rollerball game. Like, why not start a revolution? Why not, <laughs> you know, try to go up to the thing, sneak in there? You're a little <clears throat> robot. Why girl. not surveil him, find out where yeah, he goes? I mean, I hide around the corner. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it really, I sit there going, like, really, guys, this is. Did we learn out of money? Out of all that money you spent making this movie look this good? It reminded me some some of the uh, Matrix movies because I really enjoyed the series, the trilogy. But there were some things like they did. You were like, "All right, you're a little, you're, you're a little too far, a little too far." I think we smoked one too many on and, this one, Wachowski. Uh, which I dig though. Like I, I, a lot of the scenes. I think what they did is they wanted to make scenes and they created characters to make the scene. They didn't create the characters and then make the scene, if that makes sense. Now, let me ask about The Matrix, and this could actually maybe, I don't know, open up a can of worms, so I'll uh tread carefully. But The Matrix started with the Wacharsky brothers, and... Now we're going to the transgender stuff? Well, I'm I'm wondering, because... If we're going to talk about that, we're going to talk about what I did yesterday. Okay. Did... Let me see if I can pull up the picture somehow. Could the identity... I don't want to say identity crisis of The Matrix movies, but, I mean, the first one and the third one, it got really... Oh, meta's not the word. It's well, kind of really kung fu, mystical. It, I think the movies had an identity crisis. Now, I'm not saying that the Wachowski brothers, both transitioning to, to women, makes it an identity crisis, but I wonder if the movies flowed. Man, I'm trying to find the right words for this. I wonder if A led to B at all, or, or you know their own thoughts of, I don't feel how I started is how I want to end up if that went the same way with the movies. Well, I mean, I think they, I think they wanted to continue writing the matrix, like what the, what the matrix was, what the world out, especially the world outside the matrix. They definitely wanted to expand on that. You could tell. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of had to fill it in with stuff like the whole dance orgy thing in the, in the cavern. Like that's what total people do when they're like facing extinction. Duh. 
and <laughs> I just want to say a lot of things. Yes, they, they do. A lot of the things they filled it with. You're like, really? Like that's what? I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. Like, all right. I hope that made sense. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to make a statement on transgenderism or anything. I'm just wondering that you know when the the creators of a of a product have such a fundamental self identity shift. Oh, I don't really think that, that, I don't think that really played. I mean, I don't because I thought the movies the, the movies shifted big time. Now I think they were both still the brothers when the third movie came out, but obviously, I don't think that what was part. on their minds. I don't think that played. Okay, I think they just wanted to expand the universe, and they didn't feel like they needed to stop expanding. They didn't really have a structure to it. They're like, yeah, let's do that. let's do that too. Yeah, we could throw it in there too. Let's throw in the whole. This has happened before, and it'll happen again. Yeah, hey, of I want to I want to give course. a shout out to because you know I was out on Wednesday, and uh, Brett. Was in. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then our, we got blocked on YouTube. What'd you do? We played Taylor Swift's song. So Taylor Swift is on it. She's they, they didn't <laughs> they didn't strike us. They didn't, you know, say, hey, we're going to collect all the revenue because we don't collect revenue on YouTube. They're like, no, we're just not going to let you use it at all. At all. Oh, I wondered because I got. Uh, Maybe because my- we were talking about her, I guess. Uh, well, I, I, I highly doubt someone actually listened to it. I think it was a robot. I yeah, I believe it was the robots because so. I was at the uh, doctor's office, so I was able to listen here and here and there, not a whole bunch. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, I started getting alerts on my phone that we've, you know, we're putting a hold on your video. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, what They're have really you boys done? I leave for one day, and you boys just. Well, I like the song too. Like that was funny. I see. We'll need to talk about the uh, the context of it, so, but I want to give a shout out to Brett. Thanks so much, because uh, God knows it's not, is it, it's not the, easy keeping up is, with you. Is Dick. it the smattering or splattering? Smattering. That's what I thought. Smattering is happening this uh, Saturday, at seven o'clock first show, mm-hmm. nine thirty the second show. And right, and it's a twenty four hour playwriting festival. Yeah, uh, I've yet to partake in it, and for those who may be listening. <laughs> Um, Maybe that's how you can uh, one up the next year. Is everyone has to be on psychedelics? Oh, I'm sure that happens, anyways. Okay, I, I've done my fair share of 24 hour playwriting festivals and stuff, but this is a smattering I've never been involved with. And uh, you know, any any producers out there listening, I wouldn't mind being asked next year. To, but I know Brett's directing oh, is it invite one. only. Or something? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to throw myself in it, but you know, they have like nine directors, invite nine playwrights, now. and it's like, well, I'm Sorry, a director man. and I'm a playwright, and I'll just, I guess, I'll just sit by the phone and well, wait for it to ring. I feel like you've been doing that for your whole life. But that being said, I'm a little busy anyways because, you know, we're neck deep in Macbeth rehearsals for September 14th at the Woodlands Arts in the Park featuring Shakespeare in the Park. We'll be doing that. And later on this month, on the 20th, I'll be holding auditions for a special weird version of It's a Wonderful Life. Now, you know the story, George Bailey and Clarence Angel. Okay, well, this is a play about a 1947 group of radio actors who do a radio version of it. So it's a radio show, but it's not to be done on radio. It's done in front of a live audience, and there's, you know, the set looks like a 1940s radio studio. So I've been promoting it as, as it's a play about a radio show, about a movie, a classic movie. But anyhow, on the 20th, I'll be having auditions for that. Well, looking forward to that. And apparently I've also been roped into acting in something um, around the end of the year, a little, little review of a local playwright. Oh, okay. Stories. See, that's what you need to focus your energy on is the review part. And that's R-U-E review, not R-I-E. Oh, you You're a good critique. No, no, this isn't like a review. You're, like you're, you're, You realize you're that age now where <coughs> you're, now you're a teacher. 
You're not you're not the student anymore. I have I have transitioned from grasshopper to master Poe. And now everyone just waits from Luke to all, Yoda. Everyone waits for the mugshot. You know, <laughs> teacher does something wrong in classroom. I was acting. No, they they can just look at my They're old, acting pants, people. They can look at my old mugshots. Although it's funny, besides the two real mugshots of me out there, we won't go into you have that. Two? Yeah. But Are they, a, they look any different? Like, were you like, well, what were you I happy was, for one and like pissed off for the other? Well, actually, uh, one of them I did the whole, you know, big grin, thumbs up kind of thing, just because it was it was so ludicrous, and I knew that it wasn't going to last longer than. At least an you hour. get a picture, right? Huh? Oh well, mugshots are you know, souvenir. You know, yeah, mugshots are public domain. You can you can go search oh, for one. Now I'm gonna look. But there's a, a a friend of mine as a gag. I, I had, my wife had taken a picture of my old work ID photo because we had to have ID badges. And she posted it out there. A friend of mine grabbed that, took the face off of that, and put it on the mugshot of a guy in this skin-tight gold Like a deep fake? LeMay. Was it like a deep fake? It was fake? a deep fake, because he did a really good job. But it says, my my head on the body of this guy, who's a mugshot oh. of a guy who's in this gold LeMay... Uh, I have to show you this. Uh, ...jumpsuit. Now, the only thing that saves me from people being positive it's me is that in the mugshot the guy's six feet tall and you know because you know it's got the lines behind him so i get to point out to people look obviously it's not me i'm five six on a good day yeah i'm gonna show you this i'm gonna pull this up okay what do we got wait one second it's a it's, a, it's the family matters uh theme song but everybody is mike tyson Mike Tyson, the convicted rapist. Yeah. Okay. Your, your best friend. Just making sure we have that right. We're, so I'm going to pull it up for our audience, and I'm pull it up on this TV for you. So we're using a convicted rapist as our uh, so this is a, this is humor this example. is the power of deep fake right here. Let me see if I can get the pull this up. Yeah, let's get this going. Okay. Any right. moment now. <laughs> It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition it gets of better. the grand design, some people say, is even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Because all I see is a tower of dreams. <laughs> That's the best one with Steve Urkel. There you go. Oh my What'd goodness! You think of that? Golly gracious! What'd you think of that? Between Just that, look up Mike Tyson family. I don't want to look at Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is a convicted rapist. Oh, I know you're on about that again. Okay, this is what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, it was Holly's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Holly! And we went out uh, to Woodlands area and had a couple drinks and had some, you know, dinner and all that kind of stuff. You were my part of town. You didn't look. Yeah. Me up? Well, that's what she didn't like it when I recommended. Hey, I'm actually in the Woodlands. We should call. Skippy, and then we should hang out. She's like, "It's my birthday. Do you think I want to hang out?" Oh, with any- oh, she- oh, that cuts deep. And I was like, "Oh, I guess fair enough." She's like, "I want to spend time with you." And I'm like, "Okay, let's." Holly, that's I'm sweet. fun. I'm fun. That's Holly. sweet. Okay. Well, anyway, we went to this place uh, called Mahoney's. Mm-hmm. I think it was Mahoney's. It's Mahoney's, it, like Mahoney's. the theme was Texas Irish. So, like, <laughs> so we had a Texas uh, mule, which was I guess it's whiskey with beer mule. chasers. I don't know. Yeah, it had yeah, it was whiskey and and it was pretty whiskey I, and Lone Star. I enjoyed it. I drank. I, I told Holly we can't order these kind of drinks because I just drink them. 
Like I don't see, I don't sip those flavored drinks. I'm like, oh, this is so good. Okay. And well, anyway, I asked to go uh, see where the restroom was, and the mm-hmm. guy's like, "Oh, you can use all four that are available." And it's just a hallway, and they're big doors. And I started just kind of going around, and I go, "Okay, well, which one's open?" And then I started looking as all the restrooms had the male, female. So I guess it's like unisex, right? Yeah, open restroom. Open mm-hmm. restroom. And I'm going to pull this up for our audience. The last one had this. Male, female, and some hot so and windy day. So it all gender restrooms. So handicap, half skirt, half man, and man and skirt, full skirt. Mm-hmm. And I go, I get back and I ask Holly, I go, are they saying that the like transgender folks can't use any other restroom but this one? Because the other ones are already unisex, right? True, but... If you're handicapped, you can only use this one, which makes sense because it's handicapped built. But going back to the day, because I remember there... uh, I think it was a Seinfeld episode of all things where it it actually brought to the forefront of the debate back in the old days when handicapped stalls were first introduced. The implication was if you weren't handicapped, you couldn't use it. And then there was this big kerfluffle that hit the news when someone was using a handicapped stall and they weren't handicapped and someone else wanted to use it and they're like i'll be done in a minute and they're because it's big stink and it came out that <laughs> i do remember that one so it's the the whole point is that you're not saying you can't use the stall if you're not handicapped it's just this stall is for handicapped people my thought looking at this if the other restrooms had man woman then i think they were saying that these are reserved but not you know exclusive to what's the word cis you know those who are born male yeah, identify like, male born but this one is saying listen if you were transgender or could you go on the other one you can but i think what they're trying to say is this one is this one especially for you you can't you know you can't not use the other one well what really got me is they're all single-use bathrooms like I could understand. Well, if, it also could be if it was like a, actual like five stalls. You know the kind. Like no, but they're it, all it could also be a kowtow to the whole. You know, there's gonna be there are some people who right in this day and age would be, I want the man's room and I don't want a woman to have gone in that room. Well, they know. they're out of luck at Mahoney's because chicks can. That's use, what I'm saying. So I think this is what I mean. I admire you know, them you know for who loses people. here, right? Who's a loser here is the women because they have to deal with dirty boys. Because can you imagine going to a bar and after the night, what do you think the men's restroom looks like at a bar? Exactly. I'm that, not, and I, I'm not saying I've ever been to a women's, so maybe the women's restroom is just as bad. No. Everyone's throwing up everywhere. Well, it's not just that, but think about it. Men, there's a reason why the uh, logo for a urinal is dead center in the bowl. And, like, I remember when I was in Singapore, they actually had the uh, flies you know, pictures of flies yeah. that center. It was to inspire you to aim there because if they're, unless it's a urinal, men just don't aim too well. And so I wouldn't want a unisex bathroom if I was a woman because that means a man's been in there going all over the seat. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. Like, that's the, and it, it kind of it bothered me a little bit. I wanted to talk to the owner because my theory, I told Holly, was they, they were, were required to get a handicap. Sign, but the handicap sign place only had the one with the well, windy day. Well, person. it's like, well, they someone said, "Hey, we really have to have the transgender or the unisex." I'm pretty sure they make a unisex thing, right? They make a unisex handicap sign. Oh yeah, and if not, so I mean, I, if anyone knows the answer, it's Mahoney's, I think, and it's in uh, Woodlands Market Street, and I want to know why, because 
I feel like if you have a single-use restroom and it's it has all gender things on it, anyone can use it. Anyone. The only thing they were lacking was the baby room. And because I know that's a big deal with men and women when they have children, a lot of men's restrooms don't have the baby diaper deal. Yeah, now that's that I've always had a big problem with so, because I remember for the longest time it was only the ladies' rooms yeah. had the changing. And I mean, why are we why are we spending money on that? I, I we, need, we need clean diaper thing changing rooms. Yeah, because what you'll end up is poop on the ground, which is already going to be there from the guys. Well, I am a, I'm a big fan of. You know, it's again, mystery, the open... Re- I, well, I think, but instead, I think the all-gender restroom should still include a urinal for the aforementioned... You know what they say, we aim to please, you aim to please. That's pretty funny. But yeah, yeah. so uh, other than that, that we went around town and played darts, and I realized, and I was trying to look it up, if there were rules on uh, height movement uh, for darts. Like, could you move up if you were a certain height? I know there were two... Li- back when I played, there it, were two different lines. Yeah, so I figured, found that out. So Holly really liked that one. So <laughs> shout out to Holly for being a good sport, playing from the back line for a couple games. And, well, uh, Holly, even though you don't love me and don't want to spend time with me, still, happy birthday to you. So, yeah, I know. But it was a great time, though. We oh, went, good. Yeah, we had sushi. Sushi's... I had sushi last night. Really? Yeah, I was... Uh, I met the missus for... We, we both had to go to a Monty's Award meeting. Okay, yeah, and, I talked to her, yeah. And afterwards, you know, I had had fried rice ready to go at home. You know, I had all the preparations, and so we left this meeting. I'm like, yeah, let's go home. I'm going to make some fried rice. And she's like, oh, I just don't want fried rice. Okay, what do you want? Well, I want Chinese food. I said, okay, well, Chinese food mm, fried is rice. fried rice. Well, yeah, but I want Chinese food, where's but, the, I, don't, but I don't want to? your fried rice. <laughs> she just wasn't in the mood for my fried rice. So we went to the— What's uh, wrong with your fried rice? Apparently something. <laughs> I don't know. But we went to uh, the Chinese buffet, this near Incredible Pizza here on 336. And they, beyond the beyond the Chinese food, they've also got a little sushi bar, too. That's nice. So I had some Chinese and Japanese at the same time. I can't believe you know how pissed off they'd be. If? If they mix Chinese and Japanese food. Well, they do. Sushi's Japanese. Isn't that not like a problem? Apparently not. Well, here's the thing. We're America. Most Chinese food places, that's not well, you, Chinese food. Well, you can food. buy Irish and Texas stuff, apparently. Apparently so everyone's you can. okay with that. But I was commenting yesterday because I had pork and chicken. Basically, I had all meats on my plate at the same time between the sweet and sour pork and the the the, the, the rib and the teriyaki you know, yeah. chicken. And I thought there's no other cuisine really that does a full tilt anything goes. All the food groups... Could be fish, beef, pork, chicken, tofu, to- <laughs> tofu. Was what is tofu considered? Is it a? Is it a? Uh, it's a protein, right? It's a protein because it's based off of uh, a plant, a bean, yeah, the, or, the soya bean. Okay, cool. Well, you know, I will give props to uh, the Woodlands. They got it together, and it's a really fancy place. Everything's really expensive. So thanks, Holly. Really enjoyed your birthday. <laughs> So. Well, next time she wants Mexican food, is take her to Taco Bell. No, I t- we go to La Palma's number two, bro. Okay. But you've been there with me. I have. This place is delicious. It is. It's wonderful. So, yeah. You know, I, I realize how different I am because I, I really don't like going to those kind of places, mainly because you have to pay for... Any place you have to pay for parking to me, I feel like I don't belong there. Like I go You to, just got to know where to park. You, there are places to park at Market Street that don't involve really? the meter in the garage. Yeah. But are they questionable where it's like, oh, you're parking in No, the, they have a three-level garage right there. They and, do? Yeah, and they've also got tons of 
parking. So, yeah, I, we looked it up, but I couldn't parking. find it. Everything that like, we found was paid parking. Okay, when you go to Market Street, since everything else is two stories tall, just look for the one structure that's three stories tall, oh. and that's the garage. So I'm going to be driving around in traffic, trying to find this free... Yeah, see, see, now that's why they charge If you and Holly had just oh, invited me, and, I could have shout out, you. Shout out to Marriott. Uh, just to give you all a heads up, when you're doing $20 parking, don't put the sign so far back when you're pulling into the Marriott and then you're like, oh, it's $20 parking, turn around. And it's <laughs> like, it, I was like, oh, we can just park here. I know this place and I'll just pay Wait, for you pull in the Marriott? Okay, the garage is literally right around the corner. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. And the, they had the sign, but it was like 30 feet back from the entrance that you pull into. And you're like, okay, we just park yeah. here. And it's like, whoa, 20 bucks? We'll get an event parking. They had some event, I guess. Oh, yeah, because the pavilion is right across the street. So, okay. no, there there are places to park that are free. I thought it was Stick the, with me, my friend. I thought it was the Leatherbound convention that you were at. You have no proof of that's, that. That's what was going on. You but, have no uh, proof of my but yeah, Leatherbound attendance. The, visiting the Woodlands, I feel like I need to call you next time with the pro. I need to call you. I'll yeah, call you next time. Right. Because Holly loved it. We're going, we have to go back because I know how to make her happy now. But I was like, oh, we can just go over here. Dude, yeah. I've been divorced three times. If there's a way to do it cheaper or freer, I'm the guy that knows it. So, yeah, yeah give me a buzz. So, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm a member of every rewards program on the planet. Okay. Yeah. Well, anything else going on? Um, no, it's about the long and short of it. Getting some work done. There's a, uh, a great conference that's starting and the Leatherbound Conference? No, it's not the Leatherbound Conference. It's the Inspire Homeschool Conference. Happening That's right. At the Recreational Enrichment Center, uh, right around the corner, uh, pretty much from where I live. So after here, I'm going to go there, take some photos, take some videos. Uh, great setup there. Uh, that's today and tomorrow. <clears throat> also, it started last night right next door to us at the Crichton. You know, the uh, Crichton summer camp people are doing Shakespeare. They're doing A Midsummer Night's Dream. And I hear it's pretty good. It's a younger okay. version. That's cool. So maybe some I'm more surprised you didn't talk about the debates this week, the Democratic debates. <laughs> I didn't really see. I, it. I, I think know, where are the good sound bites? I missed all that. I didn't really. I didn't get to watch them. It's to to me. If it's more than three or four people maximum, it's not a debate. It's a, a bunch of sound bites. And I felt the same way with the GOP debates back in 16 when you had what 17, 18 people up there. You just can't do it. I, I'll call that. So I call that time run. under the red top. Exactly. So it was a melee. It was two nights of melees. Round top. What's the circus thing? Is it under the round top or right top? Under the big top. Big top. Mm -hmm. I was way off. Yeah, I knew where you were going with it. Under the shape top. (laughs) But no, I didn't. I didn't get to see any of it. I know the only thing that uh, people continue to talk about on the headline is that Crystal Woman. Like she's all on dark forces, and she talks. Yeah, about, and I dig that a lot. I, I mean, like when you throw a wild card like that in there, everyone's just kind of like, "What kind of stage is this again?" Are we just all buffoons up here? Like, mm. Well, it just cracked me up that out of two nights of debates, literally the last 7% of it mentioned the Mueller report and collusion and well, I mean, conspiracy for the first time. I'm telling you. There's, Especially there's, after the first night, that's when I realized it was. There's a single person's job, Sean, that works at these news places. And they do all the crunch, number crunching, and they go, oh, no one cares about that anymore. They care more about this. But it kept them and afloat for the last... I know, two and, a half and that's years. because that guy's job was so easy. He's like, yeah, they still care about it. We got like a 40%. Just keep talking but about it. But what did oh. crack me up was the first night of the debate, the moderators, there were CNN moderators who love Kaepernick, were going out of the way to tell people, remain standing for the national anthem. 
And, you know, they were very insistent about it. They, it was a very direct instruction. I'm you, the polar guy goes, hey, people respond well to standing to the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever they were doing. And it's like everyone has to do it. And they go, thanks, thanks, Carl. Thanks for the stats. Well, and you saw the one guy, I can't remember who it was, didn't put his hand on his heart, and it's his right to do so. Again, I, I'm not going to vote for any of them anyway. It's really funny, like one puts the finger in their ear and they're like, oh, this is not <laughs> what you do. And then everyone talks about you for the rest of the week. No, uh, But it did show the circus well, aspects you talk about that. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we support kneeling during this unless it's on our channel. Well, I'm interested in seeing where people start making the smart decisions as – the process, because I always felt they just, like we talked about, where you get the group, put two versus two versus two versus two, and you basically have a round-robin kind of scenario and just see, get, let people have discussions, let them debate and figure it out. Even if it's just four of them, put four groups of four. You get five groups of four. There's your, there's your 20 right there. Yeah, on the card tonight, we have so-and-so versus so-and-so. And or that, if you have a two-hour debate, each one gets 45 minutes. Yeah. And- you get three of them, or, you know, it could work out just fine. I think what I love about those kind of debates, if it's longer than 30 minutes, you you expose a lot of what the person is mm-hmm. just through the way they respond and also collect themselves listening to the person. Because, you know, some people are like, I love it when they go, oh, oh, yeah. My sense is that Biden actually came out a winner for, for one reason. It's he represents a more centrist view um, especially with the previous administration, the Obama administration, it was there wasn't a lot of reaching across the aisle from the Obama yeah. administration, but it wasn't nearly as radical left as what it's become with quote the squad and everyone. You know, universe the, the points of universal health care. Well, uh, I mean, if they could, universal though, living wage as a unified voice of the of a party. And these these are the for the primaries, from what I understand. So it's kind of all in house. Do it in house. I know you. I know the old way of doing it is going on a TV network because that was the best way to reach the mass at mm-hmm. one, like in one single shot. But now everyone records everything. Everyone has on demand entertainment. Just the DNC can make so much money from it. Because you have your whole fundraiser right before the video stream starts. Well, they're also about to lose a lot of money because, remember, it was the Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation that actually funded the DNC well, was, for the longest well, time. Well, whoever party it is, you just have a fundraiser right before, and then you have your debate, and then we take a break. You talk about donating. Take another break. Talk about donating. Because, I mean, they didn't really talk about that at all during the little first debate. Because I don't think people realize, oh, you're supposed to donate to these parties to actually keep <laughs> them going. But uh, but my sense was uh, again with with Biden, who was obviously vice president under the Obama administration. So even though I I, I feel the Obama administration was not good at reaching out, you know Obama was well, really? famous for saying, you know if you wanna if you wanna change the law, win some elections. Okay, we did, or you know whatever. But he represents a time when it wasn't open borders, uh, when it wasn't. Universal healthcare, basically a, a when I say a radical far left agenda, I'm not trying to sound like a Rush Limbaugh. I'm just saying that's what it is. You know, it'd be good TV. What is we do an AI Donald Trump, and then they debate that. Oh, you know, hologram Donald. You, you hijack that Disney animatronic Hillary <laughs> slash Donald Trump robot, and you put him on stage. That, I, I'm still cracking and up you about debate, that. You have it's them like, debate. 
We got bad news on our robot team. The wrong person won. You gotta, you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta keep on those elbows. You got. But I think there are more centrists out there than That'd the media hilarious. wants to believe, and so I think Biden is representing them. I actually, I think by him relatively sticking to his guns with saying, "Yeah, this is how it was," because everyone else was banging on Obama for not being left enough, and with Biden, because they, they're banging on Biden well, I mean, about that, that too. So as a result, I think Biden is actually appealing just to a more strategy, though. Like you want to separate yourself because. You're in a room full of 10 other people or whatever many people there were, and you have to single yourself out But somehow. if these people are banging on Obama, then that means that the Republicans were right for the eight years Obama was in power by saying this is the wrong thing. Because haven't Republicans been riding the, like, the, the waves of Reagan for a long time? Like he's like the last best president for the Republicans. Am I wrong about yeah. saying that? Yeah. He, he, uh, like Reagan people, is the Kennedy of the Republican Party. Okay. And so is, has Obama replaced Kennedy? As like, no. who you know, I'm talking about. Yeah, as like a, no. Uh, Clinton was, threatened to. Bill Clinton threatened to, and then he got caught with his pants down. And then they wanted to be Obama as the first African American. And again, by the, his own party going, "Oh, this sucked. This isn't working." Because here's the thing: no one on that Democratic ticket was talking about bringing back Obamacare the, in the way it was. No one. So because they're like, well, it wasn't aggressive enough. It wasn't left enough. Yeah. Biden's representing that, and so I think Biden's going to appeal to a lot more of the centrist Democrats. I'm just curious how you're going to keep people's interest in this kind of stuff because you, you, well, one, you maintain one, the circus atmosphere. Well, that's what I'm saying. On one hand, you got this guy on Twitter every day stirring the pot, and everyone in this country has an opinion on the president, which is, I think, a change from back in the day, I imagine, because I imagine most people were really into politics, did their own opinion making, and then they had the other people who just didn't really care. They just wanted to work their jobs and provide for a family or work towards a family. But I think the society's changed. And now people don't ha- realize, oh, we don't have to have a family. I don't have to do all these things. I can kind of do my own. Are you, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. As a society, we're not the nuclear family anymore? Uh, no, we're uh, – and actually, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think we're becoming a more expanded family yeah. uh, we can society. All, we can all meet in that restroom at Hoonies. Well, that's the thing. When I was young, the nuclear family was, you know, mom and dad and 2.2 children, and that was it. Now there's a greater sense of, of expanded family. You know, you have you have the uh, uh, the sandwich generation, and I'm kind of in that. You know, I'm, I take care of kids, and I'm helping taking care of my mom. Yeah. So, so you're saying we should start a compound? Oh, Skippy's Communal Love has been on the books for a long time. Is it ever in the woodlands? Uh, well, there's something I, in the Kool Aid. It's got to be in a non-extradition state. You know, I feel like I feel like uh, if you're if you're in the woodlands, you're drinking a certain Kool Aid. Kool-Aid of coolness. I guess. There's a Ferrari dealership in Market Street. Mm-hmm. There's a Tesla dealership there, too. That's weird. It's like it's just a room. But you, how many Ferraris do you see tooling around the woodlands? Yeah, they're all over the place. No, they're not. Yes, go by the valet section of any restaurant, and you're like, you'll see at least like $400,000 cars just sitting there. Okay. I've never seen them. Yeah, I think we have like two Ferraris and two smart cars in, the, in all of the woodlands, and that's about you it. Know what's, I, you know it's crazy to me? I saw an Audi A8. I think it was an A8, whatever the sports car version, the two-door. I saw it on a farm record road over in Montgomery. I was like, I, I wonder if this guy knows a joyriding spot because the train hit, so he had to sit there behind the train, and he, I was like, this guy's probably just getting ready to be gripping his, his steering wheel. It's like, let's go, let's go. Cause if I had a car like that, I'd just be going all the time. To me, all cars look from the same look the same you from ever, the inside. You ever, you ever driven a motorcycle? Yes. You ever driven like a crotch rocket motorcycle? No. 
That is the scariest thing I've I ever done. I believe it. Because I've driven motorcycles before. And then my buddy bought a crotch rocket motorcycle. And you go so fast and really quickly. I can't believe people don't get in more wrecks than they do just by accident, like by themselves. Not crashing into people. I'm talking just, it just takes one time. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to be like, imagine driving an F1 car compared to like a stock car. Have you ever seen those comparison videos on the same tracks? No, how much but faster, I'd like to. How much faster the F1 car is than from like a stock, like a stock car race? I can only imagine. Here, I'll, uh, you keep talking. I'll you call it up. it up. So I do want to give a shout out here to the Children's Impact Center in Shepherd, Texas. They're listening to us. Hey, Donnie, out there at uh, Children's Impact Center. Let us know what you're all about there. Tell us what the Children's Impact Center is. We'll we'll talk you up. We'll love that. And I see there's also a side conversation going on about uh, you know uh, what we pay on healthcare. And I guess I need to throw into the conversation. It's really dangerous to me to compare U.S. healthcare to any other healthcare like British or you know Scandinavian because look at the tax rates. You know to say so we pay more for healthcare in America. That's not taking into account. The right. tax rate we pay for healthcare, whereas, you know, in some countries it's up to 80% tax rate. All right, I found the video. So I just thought I'd throw that in the conversation. And now we'll go into the video. So this this is, is a comparison this of. This is GT and F1. Okay. So I think the left is GT and the right is the uh, F1 Formula Ones. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's see if they have a sound. You seeing it? I am. Oh, I was looking over there. area. Good lord. Dick, you yeah. have altogether too much time on your Look hands. That. That's pretty fun, right? Which one would you want to drive? Uh, the one in Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Yeah. Which everyone's Dave and I would I wish they made F one cars like dual cockpit, two cockpits, like they do, you know, jets. Because I would totally ride in one of those. Going that fast, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, I decided I I know I, I I'd crash it. You don't like roller coasters though, so you wouldn't get in like a jet, like one of those fighter jets. Like oh top, uh, top yeah, I fighter have, jet. dude, I've flown. I mean, but fighter jet, like the the ones that are cost I've, millions I've, of dollars or whatever. And you see in the Top Gun shows. I haven't been in. I, I've sat in one, but not in the air. But no, I, I've flown. I've done acrobatics. I like it just fine and dandy, uh, but I have some sense of control when I'm behind an aircraft uh, control column. But in a roller coaster, no. Interesting. Um, yeah, lo- loving the conversation that's, that's going on. Uh, I want to point out, Drew. I'm sorry, you have one kidney. <laughs> Where'd the other one? You didn't wake up in a bathtub filled with ice, did you? I just want to point that, that was out. My third marriage. And I, we we have guests coming in, so you know I'm oh. enjoying the conversation about healthcare that's going on uh, online because oh I was like we don't have is, having that right uh, uh, because <laughs> on yeah Facebook page I'm we're talking tax rates and uh, here are, uh, and money's paid but also again it's hard to compare because like England has a nationalized health system and I'll be honest it almost killed me you literally when you pay for nothing you literally get what you pay for so I but I love having the conversation I always see it as a numbers game. Like we got to increase the percentage of preventable health, but then something slipped through the cracks. Like what happened to you? Because that was a unique scenario. That doesn't happen to everybody at one point in their life. No, it's, no, it, it so was a head injury that was misdiagnosed. Someone hit you. So someone attacked you. That's yeah. not that's not on the projection for mm-hmm. healthcare. You know, we they probably have room for for accidents, but 
it's like how do we do the numbers right where everyone gets the standard preventable stuff and then you're like then we have the well in my presidential campaign you know i actually had a health care plan because i maintain the problem with the health care debate right now is everyone's talking about we want free health care no 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 it's not health care that's out of control it's well i mean health care is out of control but you're going after the health care insurance companies you know the the uh, you know it's out of control. Blue Cross let me, Blue Shield. Let me tell you about benefits. They they have premiums. They have to or, be able to pay out for the extreme cost of the actual healthcare. The problem is not the Blue Cross Blue Shields of the world. It's of the hospitals so, that are charging so much. You know where Holly works. Mm-hmm. She's probably the best nurse ever, right? Yeah. Well, apparently where she works, doctors get free meals from the kitchen. Nurses don't. I believe that. And like, what does that tell you about their staff? Like, where, where their values lie. We're talking like a salad, folks. That's crazy to me. I can't believe no one's made us think about that. Especially as a doctor. If you're a leader, why would you allow that? That's one of my favorite lines from that Band of Brothers series. Remember that scene? You, you, you like watching Band of Brothers? Yes, I you, love that You know the movie. scene where they're getting ready to ship off, and I think it's Bucks playing poker with the guys, and Lieutenant uh, Winters comes up and is like, don't ever put yourself in a position to take away from these men. Mm-hmm. I like. I really like that. I don't know the military life, but I was like, you know what? If that's what they teach there, that's pretty good. That's a good insight about managing people, and I like that a lot. That's cool. So we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. Keep the conversation going. But we we love civil discourse here on mornings with Dick and Skippy. Yeah, and uh, coming back with Mark Cook and some special guests. Awesome, man. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We're broadcasting live, folks, from the LSE, LSCR studios <laughs> in downtown Conroe, Texas. We're on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Skippy, Or you can uh, listen to us on our app, Lone Star Community Radio, or just irlonestar.com slash Skippy. We'll be right back. It's 9.53. we got a lot more coming your way. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936 647 3776. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, 
education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan? Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. All right, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings, 955, here on com slash Dick and Skippy. We're going on to our interview portion of the show. Uh, just want to remind folks, if you are driving around town and you're going to miss the interview, we do uh, post a YouTube version, a video cast of it, and then also we podcast it. Dick and Skippy in the Mornings, just look us up and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Sean, who's, who's in the studio with us? Well, there's me, Yeah, and there count. are others too, other lesser count. people. Here's okay, you're going to kill Mark Cook's microphone now. So we got Mark <laughs> Cook in the studio with us, of course, Mark Cook. Green Zone Housing. Green Zone Housing, Check it out. a station favorite. We love Mark. How you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful, guys. Cool. I, but, you know, I'm here. Right. You know, so that's that's always a wonderful thing to be. It's a way to brighten your day. Well, seeing you guys, you know, y'all have been so good to me over the years. <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah. hey man, we have we have a nice toilet paper in the bathroom. We know why you come and visit us. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. You know, you're gonna pick on me too. I didn't say nothing bad you, about you. Did you know we actually morning. had a guest that did that? What, like really? that's why he always stopped by. Like when we first started the radio station, to use he, our bathroom. Yeah, he'd work out and then he had go to Conroe Coffee, get coffee, and then he'd come in and be on the air for us ten minutes and then he'd disappear and come back. And I always go, man, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I always use your restroom because you have a, we had a private restroom at the time. And I was like, that's really weird, man. I remember that private restroom. I miss that private restroom. Yeah. But anyhow, so, so we're I. here to brighten Mark Cook's day. Mark, is, you know, if you need your life brightened, just put a little uh, dick in your life in the mornings with that's Dick just, and Skippy. That's, that's just not right. That's you right. know that. I didn't name him. Well, yeah, that's true. Dude, yeah, that, well, see. It's not, it's not anyone in this room. How about that? <laughs> we can just leave it at that. Okay. Well, but anyhow, uh, Mark brought with him today uh, Andrew Riddle, and he's the director for Outreach for Cannon Recovery. Now, we talked about Cannon Recovery the other day, didn't we, Mark? Yes, we did. I'll remind the uh, people tuned in, what up with that? What do you mean, what up with that? You know, wh- what's Cannon Recovery? Who are they? Why, you know? Why don't you just divert that to Mr. Andrew? Because right? I'm throwing it to you so you can talk I'm, to I'm, him directly. I'm putting it over to the person in charge. You know, well, he, he's, 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 he's that's, that's the dangerous Okay, next term. next time just follow my lead. So we're gonna go over to <laughs> we're gonna go over to Andrew here. Andrew, how's how you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. It's a, it's a good day to be alive. All right, tell me about it. <laughs> Any day you wake up, you know, and go vertical is a good day. Absolutely. So uh talk to me about Canon Recovery and like how you got to be a part of it. Well, uh Canon Recovery is a it's a living facility for transitional for guys that are, because you know, there's, there's about four or five different venues or avenues that you're in whenever you're going through treatment. Mm-hmm. So you have your initial, which is your in-house lockdown kind of setting the foundation, and then you have your intensive outpatient, then you have your outpatient, and then you have your transition house. Okay. So we're one of the very few in the country that can actually take the last three: the IOP, the out, the OP, and then also the transition. And so what we do is we help veterans come in. And we essentially teach them the skills that, you know, we as or as civilians have learned over time, mm-hmm. they take for granted, you know, resumes, how to do interviews, uh, even quite honestly, how to look for jobs. 
you know, and, and realizing, okay, well, I found this job and this pays really well. But even so far as like the things of, that you would need to have that to maintain that job, which would be, you know, okay, do you have a car for that? You know, the things like that. And that's what we do and we teach. And uh, we help them get vehicles, you know, we'll help them get into homes and help them get into apartments and stuff. And if they kind of fall on hard times, a lot of them come with bad credit. Uh, you know, we help them with all of that stuff. And uh, it's, it's really one of those things that, you know, the government and then just everybody else, we've fallen short in helping uh, our combat veterans come home. And one of the main things that we do as well is um, the, the mental aspect of it. Uh, we help provide, you know, whether it's an LPC, LCDC, psychiatrist, psychologist, you know, because the veteran, the VA obviously helps in many aspects of that. But sometimes it's a very long wait. So what we do is we try to make it to where they can either see one or two times a week or, you know, if they need an intensive outpatient or an intensive patient in-house, you know, four to five times a week if possible. Cool. Now, Andrew, you can bring it up when we're hearing you breathing, you know. Uh, Dick, why do you gotta breathe? Dick, Dick. Why do you gotta breathe, man? Dick, you gonna help me out here, man? Yeah, well, he's, he's a mouth breather too. I, I guess. <laughs> so. Uh, so, Andrew, earlier you were saying that cannon recovery um, covers like three aspects of transition, yes, and I think that'd be vital because other places just have you know, okay, you're at this facility for this part of your life, and yes, then, and so to have be able to cover three, I guess, transitory aspects it makes you pretty unique in the area. Well, uh, there is another very, very large organization, and I'm not sure I'm allowed to say their name, that came and visited us. Well, who, uh, yeah, who tells you what to do? Yeah, right. Wounded Warrior came to visit us. Okay. And okay. they told us that we were the only one in the country that's doing this. There you go. You're, you're allowed to say Wounded Warrior. Am I on the right website here? Is that the right website? Yes, sir. Yes, that is. is it. Okay, cool. That is it. I'm going to let people see that. What, what is the website real quick so people are listening at home? It's uh, canonrecoveryhouse.com. Okay, and this is where they can find all the info yes, and sir. what we're talking about right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. All right, cool. All right, so making sure. Andrew, how did you get involved with Canon Recovery? I was working with another organization that I will not say. Okay. Um, and our founder, Austin Adams, I like it. Had a... Yeah, not about, <laughs> say, yeah, not about to say that name. Uh, what does it rhyme with? Now I'm interested. Now I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Here. Okay, let's go off the air for a minute. Okay, no one's listening. Tell us now. Say it in pig Latin. I always like that. <laughs> no. So, uh, and they had set up kind of this thing that if you had been gotten in trouble in any way, shape, or form, or if you had come back for a second or third time, that they wanted you to go do an inpatient, uh, sorry. Program. Inpatient program kind of thing. Uh -huh. well, the problem is, is that, um, Believe it or not, it's really hard to get into one that's free. Mm -hmm. It's extremely hard. Yeah. Uh, and they're very far between, and there's long waits for them. So at this particular time, Austin Atomy had Canon Recovery as an LLC. And so what he did on his own was he started taking in the vets for that particular organization for free. And so then it got – and I had brought a few down here for him. And uh, I don't know, just about a year ago, you know, when we – when he had filed for the 501, just my heart told me that this is where I needed to be. And, uh, you know, the, and, and the heart is really and truly there because all the, the, the four employees that we have, um, none of us have taken a check yet. And we've been doing this for a year. Wow. So it's not something that... It's not a it's going not, through the yeah, motions gig. This is not a gig. going through the motions gig. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a house. We have seven acres. Like right now we've got not seven residents there. Uh, last week we had ten. You know, and we, we tote the line on, and the, and the difference between transitional living versus 
your in-house is that we really have five basic requirements, and that's go to AA or NA mm -hmm. every day. What's NA? Narcotics Anonymous. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Not everybody's an alcoholic. Some of us yeah. have chosen other dishes, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, and then curfew, no fighting. Uh, community service, we actually require 20 hours of community service a week. So that way it kind of, and I'll get into that in a second. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really vital aspect in the progression in life. But also, um, let's see. Yeah, no drinking and drugging. That's all you got to do. That would be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we try to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. No, we, we do make sure. Yeah. And if it does happen, yeah. Well, yeah, there's safeguards in place. Well, uh, Andrew, what do you think the, the, the breakdown happens? Because obviously, you know, we have our veterans or boys and girls coming home. Yes, sir. They, they see things that no one should see. They've mm -hmm. done things no one should do. And feels it's kind of like they're left out in the cold. And it's up to, like, nonprofits and LLCs like, like Canon Recovery mm -hmm. to kind of pick up pieces. Where's the disconnect, man? Uh, I'll, my personal opinion on the disconnect is, is that um, the people who have been through, like me, uh, are an alcoholic, are an addict, have the combat deployments, Iraq, Afghanistan, the full Marine Corps infantry thing going. Semper Fi? Uh, it is one of those things where I don't have the license. And a lot of the people that go to the colleges and get the degrees and get the license and stuff, most of them don't know. So as a combat veteran coming home, why I can't expect you to understand. And a lot of it is our self-ego and our self-pride that stops us from saying, all right, well, he's never been there, so he's not going to understand, so I'm just going to internalize all this. Mm -hmm. You know, well, the truth of it is, is if a veteran would just open his mouth or her mouth and just come out with it and spill it, because they'll feel so much better if they do. Mm -hmm. um, that's what it comes down to. So that's why your nonprofits that don't pay as much, you know, because if you have a license on something, chances are you're going to go yeah. where the money is, because you have to pay off those school debts or you have to, you know, whatever your case may be. Right. So guys like me and women like me that, that go back into the recovery field after going through it, it's, it, you know, there's not a, you can't put a price tag on what I do receive you, back. Do you see, and you can correct me because I don't really know the, all the inner workings of the military, but do you see, uh, I, I see a lot of advertising like joining the service will put you in a good position when you return. Yeah. Do you see that field, like you said, the, the qualification field for treatment and, uh, like, I guess, psychiatry and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, do you see the military offering those kind of teachings? So, do they have that? That okay. way when you leave the military, you could service? No, no? because officers are the only ones who are going to be doing that. Now, in the medical field itself, mm -hmm. yes, because you have your corpsman, which is your uh, medical for the Navy and the Marine Corps, uh, and then you have your medics for the Army, and then you have your... I forget what they're called. The only ones that I know in the Air Force are called the PJs, and those dudes are just badass. I mean, they really are. Those mm -hmm. are just like the badasses of the medical in the military. Yeah. Um, those guys can come out, and they can get into the medical field, and because of their their training, mm -hmm. you know, they'll have certain things that will be able to check off in, but like in for a degree. Yeah. But as of, you know, I mean, no, not really, because the, the men who do specialize in it and the women who do specialize in it, they already have the degrees. They're officers. Yeah. And so, no, not really. I mean, other... Oh, well, yeah, I was just curious because it sounds like there's 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 people who care enough like you. Yes, sir. And then it's bridging those things together. Mm -hmm. And I was just curious if the military sees that in the future as a, an avenue for people who are joining. Could we I, sway to go that way and help out organizations like yours? And So... 
I'll say this. I, from what I heard through the grapevine was that Wounded Warrior was hopefully about to start subcontracting for the VA to handle a lot of things. Yeah. If the DOD would open up and see, like, hey, maybe we can stop this from getting there. You know, whichever aspect they want to look at. If they want to look on the monetary side mm-hmm. or if they want to look on the actual saving of lives side. Yeah. It benefits in both areas, you know, because mm-hmm. psychologists, pretty expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I mean. There's a lot of ridiculous. things, a lot of inner workings with it, mm-hmm. and it's. Just, I would you say this is relatively new? Like you said, like yours is the one organization that's doing this. Yes. So, yes. and we, I remember last time we were with Mark, we talked about how you, the more people create opportunities, you find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. And especially absolutely. with the government now getting involved monetarily and also just doing any type of support network. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it's, at the end of the day, you're going to help more people. Oh, yes, and, so. and you're right. It is constantly changing. Even at Canon, we have to constantly change. PTSD is one of those things where there is no solid cure. Uh, and the different and the men and women who have come to move on forward within their life and to come to handle it, not one single one of us has ever done it the exact same. So it's one of those things where, you know, the, the, the mind is an amazing thing. The brain is so just intriguing in its own and how it develops mm-hmm. in your personalities and stuff. So as your personalities are different, obviously the treatment are going to be different as well. But the one thing that you can, that is proven scientifically that it works is saying it over and over, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of guys and a lot of women have feel better talking about what they saw, what they did with other veterans. So that peer to peer counseling, you cannot put a price tag on it. And, you know, you're going to have, quite a few organization, medical organizations that are going to say, yes, that's great. That's the way to do it. But you're never going to have them fully say, like, this is what works. And the reason I think that they won't is because that would put them out of a job. But there are a lot of things, too, though, that, like, I, you know, Phil, Mark, anybody in this room, I don't know what to tell you about. I can only tell you from my experiences yeah. and what I did. And that's where the psychologists, the psychiatrists, the LPCs, LCDCs, all those great people come in. Uh so there's, there's, it's that catch-22. Mm-hmm. You know, you need both. And it's one of those things that you have to put your life on hold in order to do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something... You, there are people who can do, you know, a 40-hour work week, 60-hour work week, and maintain all that. But those are so few and far between that you really... And by, most of the time, by the time people figure out where they're at and that it really is killing them, a lot of them have lost their families. A lot of them have lost... You know, I mean, I lost my wife and, and daughter for a few years. And then after I started to take care of myself, uh, after a couple attempts at suicides, you know, I realized how down low I was and that I really did need to live. I wanted to live. And that's why I started to get, you know, actually work for it. And a lot of brothers and sisters get to that point. And that's why Canon Recovery is here is if you can go and you can get that foundation set, we will help you from here on out. Well, there's no guidebook or timetable. I mean, I'm old enough to where it was actually called shell shock. Yes. Still. Yes. And, you know, back then it was like, well, man up, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. Vietnam, you know, my earliest memories is my father coming home from Vietnam and, and he was a commander in the Navy. So he, oh, yeah. he was higher up, but mm-hmm. he still brought some stuff home mm-hmm. with him and then go for it. And, and you see a change and it. It's almost like, you know, back in the day it was either you were shell shocked or you weren't, mm-hmm. but it's going to sound funny. I'm, I'm going to tie it into almost like autism to where PTSD, you can't, it's not a, a guidebook to it. Okay. Yes. After three weeks, you're going to have suicidal thoughts and this mm-hmm. and that. It affects each brain differently, much like autism. That's why it's called a spectrum because Absolutely. it can, Absolutely. you know, you can be mildly autistic mm-hmm. and there's no rhyme nor reason to mm-hmm. it. And so with something like Canon Recovery, 
you know, I'm going harping back to the whole you're there for three different transitory periods of someone's life. So it's just, yes. it's got. I, I, I presume you have to have consistency and a steady influence. Yes, absolutely. And the beautiful thing about the three different transition periods, while there is so a guy that comes fresh in and he's doing the, the intensive outpatient, but he sees that guy that's, you know, four or five months or, you know, depending on how fast they're moving, you know, ahead of them, they get to see what it's worth. Mm-hmm. If they keep putting in, because there's obviously days where everybody just wants to say, you know, man, I just can't do it today. I want to want to do something else that's not good for me. Right. You know, but that seeing that guy that's driving around in that brand new car that, his credit is now high enough to where he doesn't have to pay 20% interest, mm. you know, like, and, and unfortunately that's the decision. Decision skills are something that we truly harp on and that we'll let you make some bad decisions, but on some of them we won't. But even on those bad decisions, we'll give you advice on what to do. And if you go and you do it your way, that's fine. We're not going to kick you out. A lot of these organizations, if you go and you relapse or you do something like that, they'll just kick you straight to the curb. Right. We don't do that. We give you a second chance and we say, okay, so this is what we advised you on. This is what you did. Where's the where's the fault here? <laughs> you know, where did we mess up? Uh-huh. You know, and then making guys and, you know, and I know this because my, myself, you know, I had to do this kind of on my own, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, and it was with my father and it was with a few other great men in my life that said, all right, listen, that was stupid. <laughs> that was really stupid, Drew. This is what I told you. Why did you do this instead? And it all comes back to the ego. The pride. You know, when you're in the military, you're told that you are the best in the world. You know, there's not a military around. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't do. You're thrown back in the public sector. Absolutely. And public sector is pretty hard to get along with. Uh, There's a bunch of buttholes. Poopy heads. Poopy heads. We only say poopy heads on the show. Sorry. Uh, It's a PG show, man. Let's uh, let's let's let the audience know the website again because I know I've been showing a little bit. And so, what what is it? It's uh, Canon Recovery House. CanonRecoveryHouse dot com. And that's with three N's total: C A N N O N. Yes. And you have Facebook. I I saw that. And then, uh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure people know if they're listening and watching. So I do want to throw the mic over to Phil, who is sitting in the studio with us, and I'm glad he strapped on the headphones and put the mic in front of his face here. Uh, Let me see if I should I get him on. Keep him on camera or no? You're good. All right, your mic's on. You're good. Okay. So (laughs) hey, Phil, welcome to the studio, man. Thank you. Uh, And just, I mean, talk to us because you're a resident at Cannon Recovery, and anything anything you want to talk about? No rules here. Uh, I mean, everything Andrew said was pretty, pretty spot on. And I've become, you know, he's become a really huge influence in my life personally. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's been there for me in my, in my lowest points. Um, the mentorship. Probably. Yeah. Uh, um, see, Cannon, and I kind of touched on this the other day uh, at, on Facebook, but um, Cannon saved my life. Um, Cannon is the sole reason why me and, and numerous other veterans are still here today. Um, and, and, and it's like he was saying, you know, tr- trauma is trauma at the end of the day. Everybody, everybody's story is the same but different. Mm-hmm. Um, we all kind of end up at the same broken point in life, and we get to that decision where we either want to say, you know what, I'm done, I don't want to do it anymore, or we say, you know what, no, I'm done, I do want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And that, uh, the choice you're making. Yeah. That's right. Um, and, and it's like he was saying, I, I also, same situation, I lost everything in my life. Uh, my wife, both my kids, my parents, every dollar I had, everything I owned, um, except what I was wearing that day. Um, and, and I didn't know 
that a place like Canaan existed. And I just, you know, God works in mysterious ways where he puts people in your life at the exact moment you need them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what he did with Drew. Uh, I love Drew for forever for that, uh, for being there for me and Austin and, and what they, what they not only did for me, but what they did for my kids. Because they gave my kids a second chance to have the dad they deserve. Um, and so uh, it's, it is humbling. It's a very humbling experience. And you got to learn to swallow that pride that says, you know what, I do need a little bit of help. And, 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 and I'm worth the time and the investment. Uh, and there's so many people out there that don't feel that way. Um, but when you accept that you are, man, your life can, can take a different course for the better. Just like that. Uh, you just got to come to the conclusion that you want it. You know, you got to want it. Drew can want it for me. Austin can want it for me. Mark can want it for me. If I don't want it for me, I'm not going to have it. Right. So um, it's, 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 they say it's the transitional aspect of Canon is kind of, you separate the men from the boys in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you can come to Canon, but if you're not ready for transition, only you know that really. Uh, you can maybe make yourself think you are, but you might not be. Um, and until you're ready to make those big man decisions uh, on your own, you know, you're kind of wasting your time. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, and I've, I've known them Canon for almost eight months now or so. Um, and have become really close with Drew, especially, uh, and then some other guys there, um, you know, we're, we're all just, uh, putting one foot in front of the other every day. So, um, family, yeah. family absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's take the time and ask, let the audience know if they know if they're a veteran or if they know one. How? What's the process here? How do they contact you? Uh, what's What's available right now? And we things have like beds that. that are open right now. Okay. Uh, and to be honest with you, we're never not going to have beds. Oh, okay. Like we will make yeah. it happen. So how do they contact you guys? I know you have the website. We have the website. Um, that's pretty much the only way of contacting right now. Okay. And that's. Oh, the Facebook. You can the Facebook, Facebook and the website. And the reason being is because we are pretty new. I mean, we've only been running and gunning for about a year now. Okay. Well, and, they can uh, also contact me as well. Uh, yes, Mark Cook and Green Zone, absolutely. And, th and the reason it's kind of like that is because we wanted to make sure that we could get out and actually provide a service. A lot of the 501s that are for veterans, they come in their hard charging and then, you know, the next time for tax season, they don't even exist. Mm hmm so before we were out, wanted to say, hey, we can do this. We can help brothers. We actually wanted to do it. Right. Like a lot of organizations, you know, they have the ideas to do stuff. We actually have a house. Tangibility. We have a home that was built in 1910 down in the Heights that was put on seven acres by one of the doctors, or one of the veterinarians here in, in Magnolia, or in Magnolia. And while I'm on the topic, uh, I want to say how much Cannon Recovery loves Magnolia and yeah. loves this entire county. Montgomery okay. County is the number Montgomery one county, county for veterans. That's correct. I, yeah, I do not ever want to hear anybody say anything other than that. Because this young man over here got on Facebook and just kind of put a little bit of a story out on one of the Magnolia pages. And within minutes, brothers and sisters were helping him. I've never seen I mean, such support in my life. No, no. It, was, it was unreal. It was amazing. And if I could plug the radio station, a lot of what we do out of the station, these guys provide, and they get it out for everybody to hear. You know, Dick and Skippy have been part of my family for four years now. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, and they provide a service for Montgomery County that allows us to get the word out for mm -hmm. everybody else. Yeah. You know, they don't get enough credit. Well, you know what they say, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. <laughs> there yeah. you go. So, Mark, oh, let's cool. talk about, so you got some wacky stuff on the horizon here, don't you? Like, literally. Well, I just want to, before I do that, can I say, man, I love you, brother. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. That's, Appreciate that's, it. that's. Yeah. that's well, you got to give back to what gave to you. 
Um, and, and Cannon's gave a lot to me. Uh, um, and like I said, I, 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 I did get better. And, and the reason why I say what Cannon is such an influence in my life is because I remember the first time I did go back home after being gone for, you know, and separated from my family for 10 months almost. Uh, the, the joy that was on those people I cared about most on their face, uh, that was probably the most special thing I'd ever seen in my life. That's awesome. So. That's cool. There's a couple of things I'd like to talk about Green Zone's got going on. One of them is in conjunction with Mr. Austin and Drew here. Mm-hmm. You've heard me speak about the starfish principle. You remember that story? Yeah. It's uh, you, you, the little you, girl on the beach. Two, two footprints in the sand. No, that's something else. That's I, something I, else. <laughs> I know it is, but, but tell, tell our uh, listeners just okay. in case. The, the, the gist of the story is a little girl and her parents go on vacation. They go to this wonderful beach out in Florida. They have a wonderful time on that beach that day. And then that night. Why uh, Florida? I don't. But you know what? Just let me tell the story. <laughs> okay. And all of a sudden, Why not Texas? We got yeah. a coast. Okay. so We it's, got beaches. It's, 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 it's Padre Island, okay? So anyway, they're down there and the storm blows in that night. And a thousand, millions and hundreds of thousands of starfish watch up on the beach. And the little girl, undeterred, walks out on the beach and she starts picking up starfish and throwing them back in the water. Well, as she's doing this, there's a guy my age or your age beaten up by time, jaded, watches this little girl, and he's shaking his head, and he walks up to her, and he says, hey, little girl, what are you doing? She says, I'm throwing these starfish back. I'm saving their lives. So he takes that as okay, but he keeps watching her. And he walks up to her after a little while, and he says, little girl, don't you know that there's millions of starfish? There's no way you can save them all. So she picks up one starfish, and she throws it as far as she can in the water, and she looks him dead in the eye, and she says, it makes a difference to that one. So what we've done is created the Starfish program at Cannon. And what it is, it's simply about residents at Cannon. You can adopt a veteran, like this young man sitting beside me. It costs us $1,000 a month to house and feed each one of these veterans. We can sponsor. You can get on CannonRecoveryHomes.com, House.com. There is a whole thing about adopting a veteran. Help them provide food help them provide clothing, help them provide transportation. If you adopt one, you get a little starfish that we made up. Thank you, Samantha Bernard, for that. You get a star on the wall, and that one veteran receives that money. It goes directly to the veteran that you adopt. Now, there's going to be some videos that I'm going to be putting out on behalf of Canada, interviewing each one of these veterans as, you know, like a little lost puppy. You're a little lost puppy. Can you put ears on for me there? And, and you know? <laughs> They got a snapshot filter for that. Do you? And we'll adopt each one of these veterans. And we already have in California, people have already started pouring in some of the money for these guys. And I think it's just a wonderful program that we set up for Canada to help subsidize this wonderful operation. That's one. Mm -hmm. Now you want to talk about the other. Well, it's what you want to talk about, Mark. That's what's important Uh, on this show. Mark, can I touch on that real quick? Yeah, bro. Um, I... Andrew mentioned the post I put on Facebook, and, and what I want people to realize is is the smallest donations mean the world of difference to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they do. I specifically needed some steel toe boots and, and jeans and support, and people brought those, and to them, they were just minimal donations. Well, I just gave you clothes. Yeah, but you gave me clothes to go to a job. Mm-hmm. Yes. You gave me clothes for a second chance. Right. You gave me clothes to help me get back on my feet. Those clothes are just clothes. Yeah, it's denim. But it's it's an opportunity as well. That that stuff comes wrapped in hope. 
Yes, it does. That's I like. Oh, I like that. Can I use that as a marketing? One? You like go that. for <laughs> it. And <laughs> I'm certainly not opposed for you know to the 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 large charities and nonprofits out there because you know they have their place in the world too. But when you have something that's more personal, personal and close to home, you yes. know mm-hmm. that you know I got a pair of steel to boots from such and such and such they're going to someone yeah they're they're going to someone they're going there and you're not you don't have to worry about what the golden parachute of the ceo right right. may or may not be that's what's so great about montgomery county (laughs) because these people will come in and do stuff like that so you you can't you can't beat that with a stick yeah montgomery is our home and we want to be as much a part of as montgomery as montgomery wants to be a part of us amen to that cool now Let's talk about July 31st. July 31st. July that, 31st. It's called Jump for Heroes. Wait, that, that was, yeah, that no, was I'm sorry, August two days 30, ago. August 31st. <laughs> Don't hit me. You're the one that said it. Okay. Any help? None? No help? No, I'm just going to let I it just, be. It's one of the very few stop, times in my life I got, something, I got something right. I, I want to celebrate. Yeah, it's August, August 31st. August 31st. <laughs> Jump for Heroes at Skydive Spaceland. So if you've got an adrenaline kick steel like I do, yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. if you still got the urge to cast iron stomach. Yeah, cast iron stomach. If you've got uh, no bucket, sense of self-respect. Really, you want to go there? <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, Moses Rangel is going to be playing hey, that night. So, worst wonderful. case scenario is you get to come watch Moses play. Hey, he's really good. Yeah, I love Moses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's going? So what actually is this now? Is this like one of those indoor skydiving places? No, 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 no. no. Is... You're going 10, 12,000 feet up yeah. there. They're going so to... you will be performing the ungodly act of jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Can we recreate Point Break? Yes. Matter of fact, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to get a little flag and put it on my foot. So when I jump, it's got the Green Zone housing flag flying yeah. behind it. Now remember, this is the same Art Cook that allowed himself to be tased for a good cause once upon a time. So, so don't, don't. That hurt. Like in I the, bet like, it did. Are you talking about like, like in The Hangover where you got in trouble and you had to fulfill your? No, he actually <laughs> had like two. Two guys holding him down, and he got tased. Yeah, I got tased. He got tased. Yeah, that that was. Oh, that so hurt. Mark, he, he talks a talk, but he walks the walk. So we you're, can you're, sign up in skydive. Huh? We can sign up in skydive. Oh, you bet. Yeah, skydive, uh, skydivespaceland.com. You can go up there and go to the uh, their website, and mm-hmm. it's actually for uh, August thirty first. Mm-hmm. You can pre-register. You can go down there and pay, and go down there and see us. We've got a lot of people coming down, actually. I was talking to Scott Latinas, who's the operator down there, and we might, just might, have an MOH recipient that's going to show up from Vietnam. MOH means Medal of Honor, That correct? is correct. And, and thank you for saying recipient. I know a lot of people say winner, and you don't win a yeah, medal like that. that. Yeah, that, no. to me, that's just, well, sitting around these guys. That, right, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to say that. But uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a kick. So besides putting your life in the hands of gravity and nylon, what's the purpose <laughs> of? I, no, I've made four jumps myself. I speak from experience. Yeah, no, it is it, unnatural it really to, is. to do this. So well, you know, it's because it's, I wanted to do it, and I thought, man, let's think out of the box and mm-hmm. just go up there and play. All right, so uh, who, mostly who for gets, Mark. Mark, mostly right, for Mark. Well, beyond your jollies, who who gets what out of this? All right, percentage of I think forty dollars per jump goes to Green Zone Housing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go towards a World War II build. Now, yesterday, I don't know if y'all saw it on Facebook, but we did purchase one of three homes that we're going to be putting on the property for Zach and his family. Okay. And now, talk about the World War II build, because, again, I know it, but... Okay, everybody else doesn't. Uh, well, they do. They should. They might. I don't know. Anyway, World War II build is for Zach Griffin and his family. We were going to build homes for just uh, three people. But over the course of this year... 
there's been some adjustments and some planning. Now we're building for six. It's more like a compound out there that we're going to be building. Uh, Lake Conroe Village off of 105 right across from uh, Maple Sound. Okay. And uh, we got, now we're building for Zach, his wife, and his daughter. We're building for his brother and his fixing to be wife and the grandfather. So it went from three to six, actually wow. from two to six. And we're still raising money for that. Uh, it's, 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 it's a wonderful program. And to be able to do that for our veterans, you know, like what they're doing at, at, at uh, Cannon is just wonderful. And we'll be putting houses at Cannon as well for interim housing. Uh, and I think we're putting, up, we're putting up a permanent one, aren't we? Are we not? Yes. We're putting up a permanent yes. housing out there for one of the residents. Uh, so that has to do with this. You know, as, as a fundraiser and a marketer, you, you, you try to find ways to bring more public in. Uh, everybody does the dinners, everybody does the dancers, but how many times do you get to go out and jump out of an airplane? <laughs> now, granted, it's a selective audience, and some of them are gonna be there to just to watch me splat. You know, I can understand that as well. But it is an ego-filled thing, and it's, and it's an adrenaline junkie thing, and, Skydive Spaceland has been very kind to us and saying, yeah, we want to do this. This is going to be fun, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go out there and jump out of airplanes for our veterans. Good on you, brother. Yeah, well, you're coming, right? You're going to jump? No. Why? Because I've done four. Well, I've done a couple, <laughs> three of them. I haven't done that many, but why not come anyway? Okay, uh, I'll tell you why, because... Um yeah, yeah, I know how they say it's safe and stuff, but, you know, like, well, the guys are doing, like, 2,000 jumps and so forth. Do you know who Jim Fix was? Uh, Jim Fix was the man who actually invented jogging for health. Okay. <laughs> no, this, is that this, the guy that died of the heart attack? While jogging. jogging. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. That goes back to grumpy old men, you know, when the old man's sitting on the on the bench, bench there at the, yeah, yeah. the lake, and he goes, I've been smoking cigarettes and eating bacon. It's drinking beer every morning for 97 years, and all the people that told me not to do that are all dead and gone. Oh, all these health nuts are going to feel really weird dying of nothing one day. Well, yeah. I'm gonna but <clears throat> that being said, I have a, a substantial self-awareness of, of, you know, self-preservation. In other words, your mortality's kicked in? Yeah, yeah. I want to live old enough to yell at the kids to get off my lawn. I want to eat, di eat dinner at Luby's at 4.30 and not be judged. <laughs> okay? So I'll be, tell you what, I'll be on the ground with my video camera just, you know, watching grown men sob like little girls as they, I don't want you know. There's that's a what I'll do. <laughs> I jest, I jest. It, it takes a certain amount of bravery. And seriously, my first jump, they, they actually threw me out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't static line. Was it? Uh, was there fingernail markings on the inside of the aluminum? I'm surprisingly strong when there's a will behind it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I, I had two sergeants, one on each side of me, telling me to disembark the aircraft. But that's a different story altogether. Uh, so it, it does take a, a certain uh, courage, certain strength. You know, I mean, all jokes aside, I think this is a really great it's fun. event to appreciate life and appreciate what you have. I mean, seriously, you're plumbing, plummeting to the earth at terminal velocity, which is, what, like 250 miles an hour. Yeah. The ground comes up to you pretty darn fast before, you you know, the snap happens when the chute opens. You really appreciate what you have in life and your life, and I think that's a great thing, a, a great kind of metaphor to what Green Zone and Cannon and everyone's doing. Scott said that I always thought about us committing suicide before the... Uh, shoot open. And then I was talking to Scott up there at uh, Skydive, and he said, no, Mark, he says, that's not what it is. It's, it is 
enjoying life to the fullest. And at that moment, you're saving your life when the chute opens. So that's that, you know, glass half empty, glass top full thing. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about it, and I was thinking, you know, he's right. We got to stop thinking about all that death and start living a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to adopt that. Scott, Scott, if you're listening out there today, I know you are, but I appreciate that insight. So let's go out and live a little bit and save our own lives. Well, I'll live a little safely on the ground watching you. <laughs> well, you'll be laughing. I know you. you. You laugh at me all the time anyway. There's love there. If I, if I, I wouldn't laugh there? if I didn't love you, man. Oh, yeah. Now, I got one more. On December 14th, we're going to have the inaugural Stars and Stripes Big Band Bash. The Stars and Stripes Big Band Bash. Bash. It just went live this morning on Facebook. Uh, you know, my first job was delivering the Stars and Stripes. Was it real? Mm -hmm. ah, that's good. You're, 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 I was eight years old. That's, oh, paper. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Sorry, I digress. Yeah, you, di you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to say something here. Yeah. Lone Star Flight Museum with the Houstonian Big Band, and it's called uh, uh, Swinging Under the Wings because we're going to have the World War II aircraft there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be able to dance the big bands, and we're going to be auctioning off some really cool stuff. One of the coolest things we're going to auction off is Samantha Bernard gave us. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> choose your pauses carefully, because yes, yeah. you just said. I know what I <laughs> One said. of the things we're going to be auctioning off is Samantha. My ears perked up, but continue, no, no, no. please. Samantha has decided to give us a couple of ostriches we're going to be auctioning off. So no, wait, gonna, wait, hold on. Did you just say ostriches? Ostr birds, like, you know, big chickens. The, the flightless birds from Australia. <laughs> no, that's what we use. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, I, I, she's probably going to correct me on that. Uh, anyway, yeah. ostriches, you know, those big birds with that stand about six foot tall, kill a lion with their feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's got a couple of those we're going to auction off. We're going to auction off a, a little playhouse. And not Stop it. An He's laughing. An He's ostrich laughing. playhouse? It, we could be if you buy the ostriches. Does this come with a lion? No, no. <laughs> it, you can get a tiger, though. <laughs> then we're going to get, uh, we're going to auction off a, I think a couple of cruises and uh, some other cool stuff already. Ginger Simon is arranging all this for us mm -hmm. for Green Zone Housing. And this is going to go towards, the, the proceeds of this is going to go towards, of course, if we haven't finished with a bit World War II build, but also for Canon. We need a couple of things at Canon to make it right. And one of them is a brand new septic system for interim housing. And I forgot what that number was. Uh, 27,000? Maybe I'll get part of it to them. Yeah. <laughs> get the but handle. if I could give them yeah. all of it, it'd be great. Yeah. But that's one of the programs that we're doing as well for them. And they're, it's all, they're going to all be dressing up in era from the 40s. Cool. And that's December 14th. December 14th. Mark your calendars for that. And you know, obviously it'll be coming back before then. To yeah, be Lone Star Flight Museum. So this one. that's going to be really fun. We're really going to enjoy that. Uh, I, you know, going back into history and, Doing something like that, that's going to be pretty cool. The tickets are actually going to be in the shape of the, the old uh, ration tickets that mm -hmm. you got from the government. That'll be your ticket to get in. And that's going to be pretty cool. I like that. Ginger's done a lot of good work on this program. I get all the stuff. And Well, next time you come back, bring Ginger with you. and uh... right? I can do that. Uh, she's, she has done a magnificent job so far. Her and Samantha, they keep telling me, well, Mark, these are going to be the place settings. And I'm thinking to myself, why do I need to know that? You know, y'all handle that. Just tell me what I got to tell me what I got to pay for. Well, Mark, not only do you have like the heart and soul, but you you tend to surround yourself by people who know their stuff and can help bring it to life. Well, the the that's true, because I am an idiot, and if you take very smart people, you start to look good. 
Oh, yeah, take all the credit. I learned that a long time ago. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> just let everybody else take it, and you just stand there and go, hey, I did that, I did that. But they, they didn't do anything with it, you know. I, I was the brains behind that. That's, you know, I'm not going to buy into that, neither are you. <laughs> but the fact remains is the Green Zone Housing family has, we have some wonderful, wonderful people, and they are multi-talented, and they do a lot of work uh, for our organization. And really, as you well know, I'm just the face. It is the family that does all the work. Well, let's uh, remind people about who's who and what's what. So we got Mark Cook with Green Zone Housing. Mark, how can people get in touch with you to find out more? You can reach me, as always, at mark at greenzonehousing.com. You can read us on Facebook at Green Zone Housing, three words. You can reach us on our website at greenzonehousing.com. And actually, you can reach me on the telephone. Everybody knows my number, but it is 936-355-8771. It's 936 Hot Buns, I believe. Yeah, you need help, call. <laughs> <laughs> and, Andrew, uh, if someone wants to find out more about Canon Recovery, how do they get in touch with you? Um, you can call me at my personal cell phone, which is 409-779-0817, or you can go to the Facebook page, which is Canon Recovery House, or you can go to the uh, actual web page, which is canonrecoveryhouse.com. Right? So Canon Recovery House, make sure to yes, people house. add house to yes. that. Right. You're probably going to go to some credit repair place if you're probably. not careful. <laughs> if you see the... Come and take it, flag. You're going to know that you're in the right place. There you go. Right off of Spur 149 and 1488. I know, right. where, I know where that is, too. That's a beautiful Hidden. property. The guys Hidden are, gems. are all, yes, they're always taking care of mowing, taking care of the property. They take a lot of pride in where they live. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I think uh, kids for Green Zone Housing, you know, Marilyn Frank, uh, they're adopting some veterans, too. They're writing, you know, they're doing their artwork for our veterans there. And we're going to start bringing the kids out there, four and five, teaching them about respect for our military and our first responders. And the guys are very receptive to it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll be going out and doing that. So when you're adopting a veteran monetarily, remember the kids are adopting them with their heart. Yeah. So go out there and help these guys out. They're, they're a wonderful group of people. And uh, they're part of the Green Zone Housing family as we're part of theirs. There you go. The and Starfish so program is on our website as well. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. have the ability, if you go down far enough, you can click on it and donate. And it's actually a really, really cool thing. I mean, you can be a good cookie or you can be a, a Silver Star or Bronze Star or MOH. Nice. Yeah. Well, definitely check it out, people. Hey, Phil, thanks for coming to the studio and sharing your story with us. We appreciate you strapping on the headphones and the microphone. Because, you know, we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but to actually hear from someone who's benefiting speaks volumes. Absolutely. So, no, courage. People like Mark and Green Zone and Andrew and, and Austin and Cannon, uh, there's they, the world needs more people like them. And oh. there's a lot of people who uh, who have good intentions, but you know that the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Well, cool. So well, he's well, just he, full of sound bites, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, thanks so much, guys, for coming today. We really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you very much. We're gonna go to break, and uh, who knows, we may even come back from it. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too 
sure to drink that coffee. Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas, dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Hey Montgomery County and online listeners, thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m. where you will get the best in old school R&B and of course a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. All right, we are back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, hanging out at the LSCRstudios.com. LSCRstudios.com. No, I was kidding. I don't know if we even have that URL. But yeah, we'll be closing out today's show. It was wonderful. We uh, yeah, Mark and Phil yeah. and Drew, great talking to them. Uh, good conversations online. Um, like I said, you know, we're not afraid to tackle topics and discuss them, mm-hmm. discuss debate. Uh, we just love civil discourse. So keep it going. I do want to remind folks that if you missed today's show, we're going to be posted to our YouTube page, Dick and Skippy in the Mornings, and we will we should be available on Facebook right now, facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. And we do podcasts every episode on iTunes and Google Play or wherever really you find podcasts to subscribe to us. Let's look up Dick and Skippy. Now, speaking uh, of podcasts, uh, yeah. let's talk about the Lone Star Radio Troop. Has that uh, gotten some podcasting episodes going on? Yeah, now? so if, if folks didn't know, since we had the radio station here in Conroe, we've done a variety of different radio plays, either with... Uh, York Junior High School down south, or we've done Players Theater Company on the stage over there at the Owen, mm-hmm. or the Lone Star Radio Troupe here in the studio. And I was sitting there uh, looking at all this great content that people have some access to, or they don't really know where to go to find it, because these are radio plays old style in the old style, where the Foley table, or it might have been edited or anything like that. But I, I go, when we should just play this stuff. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to start doing here on Lone Star Radio, at Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and also IRLoneStar.com, 
uh, we're going to start scheduling the, the actual program for to listen. And then we're going to add it all into one deal on the website to listen on demand. So I think what we're going to end up doing is the schedule, if you like listening to the radio, is the it's going to be on Saturdays and Sundays at 6 p.m. So on Saturday and Sunday, when you're listening to us or listening to the radio station live, we're going to have a random deal. But most importantly, really why we're doing this is we're going to start shopping around people who are interested in producing their own radio play. Nice. And we will we'll play it for you. Uh, we can, we also provide the, sp- the space and things like that if, it, if that's what y'all need. Mm-hmm. But uh, so if you're a listener and you really like writing and you really like acting or you like to do tech stuff, it's a great opportunity to put in your resume, oh, I wrote a radio play, and people can listen to it online. But we'll make some uh, announcements about where to find that stuff. I'm still trying to compile them all. Nice. Because there's like 50. Cool. So Things to listen to. Like a whole year of you book one evening a, a week to listen to one of our, the radio programs. Yeah. You have like a whole year's worth. So we're going to be posting all that stuff. More information coming your way for that. Now, for our show, for Dick and Skippy, let's talk about next week. Uh, we will not be here Monday. <laughs> So I apologize for that, but we do have openings on Wednesday and Friday for our live show. So if you're interested, just contact us at dickandskippy at gmail.com or just visit us online at irlandstar.com slash dickandskippy. Uh, and yeah, got some so. local stuff. So, uh, again, today and tomorrow, we got the Inspire Homeschool Conference yeah. happening. Um, go to our rec, O-U-R-R-E-C.com for and information. Tomorrow. Over in Southwest Houston, mm-hmm. the Smattering. The Smattering, 24-hour playwriting look festival. Up, look really up good. Smattering Houston. Uh, on Sunday at 4 p.m., this is cool, at a Hope Point Anglican Church in the Woodlands, uh, the Woodlands Boys Choir is hosting a, a video game night, game night. Uh, so if, is, it a, uh, is it a fundraiser? Uh, no, it's more of a networking thing for, you know, young men to have fun, learn about the uh, Boys Choir. Um you know, no obligation. It's free to play. There'll be refreshments, and I'm even temporarily donating my Wii and a television uh, for the for the event. And it's for uh, you know, if there's a young man in your family between the ages of like six and fourteen, uh, bring him by, have some, yeah, play some video games. Uh, and so we got that, and then we got next week, next Saturday, a week from tomorrow, we got the Monty Awards happening. I'll be uh, announcer for that again. And uh, have some, uh, we'll have some fun with that. Well, cool, man. Well, it's good to see you. Everyone, be safe this weekend. We got a, a nice weather weekend. I think it might have some rain, but maybe not. Maybe there. So, and be safe wherever you go. And we'll be back. Don't forget on Wednesday live at 9 a.m. And if you want to be a guest, Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. We'll see you guys later.